Welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, the podcast where we head down the road of the supernatural and beyond. So sit back and hold on as we take a ride together to what lies in the unknown and beyond the veil. Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson presents guest host, Dr. Simeon Hine. Dr. Simeon Hine examines critical new scientific findings in coherent energy matter and how these ideas help explain seemingly paranormal phenomena like space-time anomalies and orbs seen around creatures such as Bigfoot and other mysterious cryptids. He came across the idea of remote viewing in 1996 and took training while a skeptic. The results of the training were surprisingly positive and convinced him that there is a large area of scientific knowledge that is being withheld from public discussion. Subsequently, he established the nonprofit Institute for Residence and began teaching remote viewing classes in Boulder, Colorado, and continues to teach online. He also became interested in the topics of crop circles, unexplained aerial phenomena, and extraterrestrials. And now your host, Daniel Jackson, with the conclusion of Mirror Matter, Cryptids, and Other Realities. But yeah, I've had I have those experiences all the time. I see spirit all day, all night. But yeah, there's a there's a difference. It's quiet. Does it ever get stressful to have all that content? No, you just get used to it. You either you you either learn to accept it or you don't. And the people who don't are the ones who are freaked out all the time. But I know what it is. I understand what who they are and what they are. But I don't see just people. I see dogs, cats, horses, cows, fish, everything. Other beings from other worlds. I tell people all the time. I see. So I see into both realms. Heaven, what we what we call heaven, just another place, or earthbound. There may be somebody walking around with horns and a tail, but no one's torturing anybody. It's just that's what he looks like, where he comes from. I understand it. So it doesn't scare me. Yes. Why should it? But but it's fascinating. <laughs> when I see it, I go, hmm, well, that's something I haven't seen. I saw something a couple of nights ago, like four or five of them standing around talking to each other. And they look like what we would call, you know, from Star Wars, a Wookiee. Like Bigfoot. What did you call them? What kind of people? Like a Wookiee from, from Wookie, Star Wars. Wookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that, but what we would call them would be Bigfoot. But these ones are dead. Mm-hmm. They're not dead, really. It's just a body die, but they were just there talking to each other. And I can hear what they're saying, but but what they were saying didn't pertain to me. So I didn't bother with it. But yeah, I see that stuff all, all, all day. But for me, it's normal. For anybody else, they would be. Yeah, if, if people saw what angels really look like, they would be scared because they don't look like people. So for everyone else, it's subnormal. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's what you do. You're trying to bring this out to people, correct? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's inevitable uh-huh. we go through a type of a scientific revolution again where we accept that there's other realities in the same space that we're in. Now, that is very hard for people to accept, given how we've all been brought up. <laughs> we haven't been educated that way, but I don't see any other interpretation that would make sense, given that what people describe. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the ghost research as the Bigfoot research, though I've heard my share of encounters over the years on various shows. But for something so just... 
show up like that. And it happens with Sasquatch. People see it vanish in front of their eyes. Right. Ordinary Where's people. Where's it going? Yeah, where are they going? Are they just cloaking? That's one possibility. that They're still in our reality, but they're just cloaked. But in that case, you'd expect them to leave footprints even while they're cloaked. Just they're like, they're but the lights passing through them like a metamaterial, so they're invisible. But so when he does that, do you so do you believe that he's from here? Or oh yeah, is he from here in a like that alternate or another dimension well, of an, an alternate version of Earth, perhaps? Yes. I mean, but they're I mean they're endemic to Earth like we are. They're, they're, they may be more endemic than even we are. Uh this I said that sentence twice, but with a different meaning. They they are more endemic than we are they've been around a long time that that's really why i wrote dark matter monsters i think they're connected to this I type love that of matter cover, man you can show it all day <laughs> dark right I love dark that, matter yeah. it's 10 particles to one for every visible particle there's 10 other particles that are simply that are not don't interact with us the same way just gravitationally um and um you can't see them with light so uh i mean this this dimension here would be a would be an alternate reality say, for them. And I think or, that's or, a good Yeah, point. alternate hunting ground. Hey, I know this lake that I can go to to get some fish. That's what they come here for. They come reality. here to hunt. It doesn't mean they're not physical beings. They can right. just change form. But it's a very good question because, I mean, I've you, you see these stories. There's even a series of books written about this title where the footprints end. The footprints just stop in trackable ground. They just right. end. There is no next footprint. It seems impossible in the mud to be able to do that, but that's what right. They and and that's where people get the um, the unfortunate part of saying, "Oh, well, this has to be a hoax because there was no more footprints." But that's not the truth, correct? Oh, it's very hard for our minds to make sense of this. We're so again going back to the beginning of the show. You know, we're inherently skeptical of things that are different. It's a survival instinct, and yeah. it's. Tr- you can trust it most of the time that the, the danger of using that in science is if you employ that same sort of skepticism that we have naturally uh, about other people and other situations, that's a survival instinct to prevent yourself from being conned or tricked. We, we all have this. We don't pay attention to it every day consciously, but we all have this <clears throat> feeling of suspicion anytime we walk into a store we want to know is that product for real or is is it just a ripoff? I mean, that's right. what we think anytime we buy anything. Am I getting tricks <clears throat> here? Is you know, spending my hard-earned money. It's understandable that you know, we as mammals that we have that inherent suspicion because it, it works in terms of survival. It's allowed us to survive. It's the people have pointed out that skepticism and suspicion, I mean. It has survival value. This type of negativity sure. can have survival value. You shouldn't tell people just be positive all the time. There, there is a reason to be negative in some situations. And we have this radar that's always looking. Can I trust this person? Are they really the UPS delivery man? Are they just right. dressed up that way because they want to? Yeah. And so we have, we're always scanning all the time for something that doesn't look right. I think the problem is when we use that in science. When I hear most scientists talk, they're not talking scientifically. They're really kind of talking out of their ass for the most <laughs> part. I mean, you know what I mean? They're not yeah, yeah, using the scientific method. They're yeah, just yeah. kind of using locker room talk, even though yeah. they have degrees. 
they're still just using these just so stories of why they don't believe in these things but but you can't just throw evidence out there's a cost to throwing evidence out we're trained as scientists to throw out the outliers we're all trained like this because of the way science has worked in the past which is to get these nice linear correlations which look good for publication and it's defensible in front of your colleagues the problem is you're throwing out outliers it could be the outliers that matter more than the average right but the but I mean, more or less, they would be keeping that information for themselves, as like, uh, like uh, you mentioned. I was reading on, in your bio, uh, like, like Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, we we all know that there was, you know, Robert Bigelow was out there and he was doing all, and then the government got involved with, or he got involved with the government. He made a, uh, basically, uh, he put up a plan and said, hey, hey, I'll go out there if you fund this for me, and we'll we'll go out there and find some answers. And did they get a bunch of answers? Probably. But are we ever going to know about them? No. Why? Because now they're, you know, that, that is true, Daniel, because what we're told is that the papers that they wrote are beyond FOIA request. Because private contractors that work with the government are not subject to FOIA. Right. They and we're told to- there are many papers that big, long papers, lengthy papers written by the Bigelow researchers that we've never seen and will never see. No because they're exempt from FOIA. And I'm not sure why you wouldn't want to share that. It's not like it was the military out there studying this with their super sophisticated sensor systems. Right. Uh, oh, that is, that was four S's in a row. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have such a super sensitive uh, defense system. That I understand. Can, we they, understand that. Yeah, they, they, they can take a, a satellite and take a picture of the of your license plate. But they could do that reason, in the 70s. And who knows what they can do now? They can yeah, well, tell they, the they type of reflective they technology, but for some reason, they but, just but can't the, get a clear picture of UFO. You know, we know you're familiar. Right. So you're familiar yeah. with Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, James Lukatsky's book. Yeah, my, my wife and I watch the TV show. It's cool. But I know they're right. hiding. So they're not there. using that stuff out there now. I can't understand yeah. what would be the. It's not like you're revealing any sources and methods that I. Well, I guess we wouldn't know. But I mean, how would what kind of sources and methods could be revealed by looking for Bigfoot? out there i mean you're using cameras you're using sensors unless they had satellites trained on the area and they don't want to reveal but even so daniel don't you think there's a way they could delete they always redact stuff in a FOIA request why not just delete the stuff of people that are still serving at bigelow aerospace i mean i'm kind of kidding about that people are still serving somewhere the the big the big giant secret uh, thing that they use to redact things. You know, it's called the Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, the Sharpie. But, you know, Stanton Friedman at these UFO conferences used to point out that they changed from Sharpies to whiteout. Uh, <laughs> they and he like showed us stick. redacted where you didn't have masses of black ink. Yeah. It was whiteout. Yeah. It yeah, was that. a white ink and it just looked like the color of the page. Yeah, and yeah. Michael Nelson's grandmother, she invented that shit. Yeah, and again, <laughs> we understand from those who were served at Fort Huachuca, there, there's a reason, there's a legitimate reason for secrecy. Yeah. Uh, we, well, I understand, we all understand that, but do you think, stuff, the under, do you this, think that, that because, do you think the reason they have the secrecy is because they know themselves that they have no control over it? 
but they yeah. don't want us to know that they have. Yeah, no yeah. Emperor has no clothes argument. That's right, my go-to if, argument. If, they, if we knew that they don't have any control over it, then we would also know yeah. they don't hey, have no, any that control is, over I, us. I think this is what this all comes down to. Yeah. No yeah. agency that collects your tax dollars and says we're protecting you. Right. They say that. Wants to not. say there's nothing we can do about any of this. Yeah. They can they come and it. take you out of your bedroom at night and take you to Alpha Centauri and back. Or you're right. going to be left outside on your lawn in the morning. You're going to wake up out there not knowing how you got out there with your clothes on backwards or something. Right. Nobody Do you believe that they're going to use this to to have some type of false flag event as well, like something that maybe they have some of the technology they've reversed engineer and now they're going to use it. Could be. To cause I a mean, flag, false flag. Could be. I mean, look, as a sociologist, organizations' primary job is to perpetuate themselves. Yeah. Second is to provide the service that they provide to the public or to whoever they serve. But their main and you any I don't know if you've ever been in an organization. Have you been on a committee, you know, even in your condo association or whatever, if you've ever been on one of those, all of these type organizations have this inherent mandate to self-perpetuate themselves right. in their mind for the good of the people they're working for. They don't want me on on any type of thing to tell you. the truth. Yeah, <laughs> I can't not tell the truth, especially where I get my information from the sources that I, I'm I'm supposed to tell the truth. So they wouldn't like me on that. Well, let me say what the point of this is. I don't think these organizations are capable of telling us the truth. No, it would say to us they can't do anything about any of this. These things are coming in sideways into our reality from. Yeah. A parallel reality or a tor another torsion field or places unknown inverted electromagnetic negative dimensional another system it's a mirror system this is what physicists call it mirror matter again it goes back to paul dirac nobody is going to admit that because it means you could have an experience as soon as we're done with this show in your kitchen yeah. with um, an entity that could show up there yeah, well every and day nobody <laughs> can do anything about it you yeah, it's can every do something day, about I, it. I, I, for me, it's like being in a room with a thousand people, except nobody leaves and more just keep coming in. That's how many I see in a day. Thousands of them all the time. Or the ones that they so I, one of my other things is I cross spirit over into the light. But uh, mm -hmm. so I see thousands of them all the time and I just tell them where to go and what to do. And they come in and, and then they go and flashes of light go off around me all the time. And people see flashes of light go off around me all the time, but they yeah, don't know what yeah. it is because they, they can't recognize that, it. That is part of it. The flashes of light, the yeah. orbs. These are all symptoms of being around coherent matter. Oh, let's mention another one. Sudden temperature changes. Boom. Now it's cold. What the heck? <laughs> it's cold. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. People will well, sit Arizona, around man. UFOs, around haunted sites. Yes. Around Bigfoot. I, yeah, something know, changes. In the I atmosphere. love reading these Bigfoot stories, these encounter, yeah, these accounts. They're right. not, you know, these nonfiction stories, these accounts, because people, they don't know. They're out in the woods. They're doing what they're doing, taking a hike. And they'll just say, all of a sudden, it became extraordinarily cold for July in Yellowstone. Right. And then the creatures show up. And you right. know, they having read this. fixated on the creature and not actual... What about that other, what are 10 other things happen, but they're just. Right. Oh, There's all oh, these shit. things that happen. You're focused on the escaped gorilla and you're right. But it gets extraordinarily cold. Now to me, to read this over and over again, 
that is a symptom of coherent matter. This is what coherent matter does to our type of ordinary matter where things are differentiated. You, you are you with your personality on me. We're differentiated. But if you have more coherency there, they can suck energy in depending on their life cycle. They can pull, they can lower the temperature of an area. And this is what you hear about. Right. And this is what you get around this type of matter is uh, um, ball lightning. It can get ball lightning looks hot because it's glowing, but it can create a cold feeling in the area. I, I think ball lightning is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Just You've ball seen going, it. like, what the hell is that? <laughs> That's cool. But you don't, we don't see it all the time. So, but it does happen and people have taken photographs and, and video of it, but it's hard to explain. Hard to explain. Uh, there's a lot of research in it. One of my favorite books is this one just published about a month ago or so. It's a collection of papers by a Japanese researcher, Takiyaki Matsumoto. And it's called Steps to the Collapse of uh, Steps to the Discovery of Electronuclear Collapse. And he shows that ball lightning is one of the fundamental uh, phenomena in our reality at a microscopic scale, and that's what cold fusion, low energy nuclear reaction right. is, uh, not from your state, but from Utah, Fleischmann and Pons, <clears throat> 89. Uh, cold fusion is a real reaction. He shows it with plenty of photos of what it looks like. He even shows small black holes that the ball lightning leaves behind. It collapses gravity, collapses gravity at a microscopic scale. This is the type of matter we're talking about. I mean, it's uh, incredible that in our reality, physical reality, you look around, you don't see this happening, but there are things around you right now that could cause a gravity collapse. The vast majority of the time, it's at a micro scale. It's just going to produce a bit of a glow, a little bit of ball lightning, or it's going to be a remnant of ball lightning, and it won't affect you in any adverse way. But sometimes people report gravity being reversed, weird space-time slips and things that are consistent with electronuclear collapse. And it's amazing that what it shows us is just like you have black holes out in the galaxies far away, the center of the Milky Way, you have what Matsumoto calls uh, microscopic black holes. In other words, the same type of collapse phenomenon that you see in neutron stars right. can exist at a small scale on our planet it's not going to be like this thing people have about CERN, like it's going to eat up the universe. It doesn't grow. It just collapses right there and it's done. But he has the scanning. I mean, this guy filmed it. He photo took photographs with the scanning microscope, the electron scanning microscope. So to have these types of matter around, you would just simply expect other life forms. Uh, you know, if you think about it, Daniel, every ecosystem we have has its own life associated with it, even extremophiles that live in volcanoes. You're not really strong bacteria that can survive hot spaces or cold. Right. But if you have spaces with micro black holes, <clears throat> gravity collapse, you're going to have life forms in that ecosystem too. Sure, sure. Like we have deep sea, uh, deep sea organisms. And there, there you go. Like thanks that. for helping right. me come to that. I never thought about it that way, but thanks for helping me come to that analogy you're in welcome. talking to you. It's like another ecosystem yes. that exists in ours and it has its own life forms that are associated, just like you're saying, deep sea has its life forms. We haven't seen some of those down there. There's only so far we've gone down. Yeah, we can't get that far ourselves, right. you know. But Ourselves. But that. we know the farther you go, there's other life forms out there without sure. eyes. We'd never and they don't them. need eyes down there. And yeah, and, and so that's how Lockness I see monster. these cryptids. And what's that? 
Loch Ness monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's other life forms associated with uh, these other alternate mirror world ecosystems that are connected to our world. And uh, it's not that they're look. It's not that they're uh, necessarily part of our physical reality all the time. But they seem to know how to get into ours. We don't seem to know how to get yeah. back to theirs, but they do show up in ours. <clears throat> and I think this is why people just see a Bigfoot just puff. They'll first see a saran wrap, like a translucent shimmering shape, yeah, like sure. heat, and then it'll appear or vice versa. It'll be there and people will literally see it. Even people that don't believe in this will say it just is, it just was gone in front of our eyes. All of us I saw it. I have some of those experiences. Well, like, so like I see spirit. And so I, I get that, but I see all kinds of other stuff that happens that you wouldn't necessarily associate with spirit. Like uh, I remember it's in my book. I, I was sitting at the computer one time and I saw a shadow go right past me. And I was mm. talking to my wife because we were getting ready to go somewhere. And I thought it was her walked right past me. And I was like, and I turned and there was mm -hmm. nothing there. And when mm -hmm. I turned my head back around, here comes my wife walking out of the bedroom. I've I, was, seen, I, I know what you're, yeah. Yeah. I've seen something where I saw something in the shape of a person. If you've ever seen some, like if you're outside in the summertime and you see heat coming off the road. Yes. I saw that in the shape of a person, you know, the movement walk through my house i've seen right, right i've seen things in my house that look like the air just moved you know and i'm, I'm not i was talking no i know i was talking with a friend about this topic <clears throat> someone who, who i took my rv classes in 99 or so and we've stayed friends ever since and she still teaches rv and we were just talking about because we like these subjects and we stay in touch and she lives over in Washington state. And she just said, what the heck was that? I said, what, what's going on? She goes, I just saw something walk, a shadow walk by, but am I right? But when I looked, there wasn't anything there. Exactly what you just said. Right. Just while we're talking about Sasquatch, like almost in my mind, maybe it's a stretch, but they're there listening. They're there because she's talked about some of the activity <clears throat> around their house, which is a little strange crystals and things being left on tables outside trying to move and prints eight feet <laughs> off the ground yeah slapping something slapping the window leaving an oily print and that's sort of indicative of what they do i'm just from having read so many accounts they have very oily palms they leave a, a palm print just to say hey we're around they leave crystals and yeah. so here we're talking about the crystal and she said i just saw this shadow go by and that's daniel years ago i would have thought that's a hallucination it was we talked about it now I'm we thinking, told it was. Yeah, I'm thinking a little differently. I'm thinking our minds are so good at staying on on track with the way society taught us to believe is real. Yes, we have yes. so much rewards for staying on the course that we're taught is real to staying in the reality box, as Ingo Swan called it. Yeah, I I teach that to people. I I tell them, you know, I see so many spirit in a day that what I'm trying to tell them is. Every when you wake up in the morning and you do your daily routine, you should shower and shave and you you get ready for work and you have some breakfast and then you go to work and do your job. And then maybe you don't because you're a lazy piece of shit, whatever. And you come home and you uh, you eat your dinner and then you watch some TV and you go to sleep and then you do this all over again. Spirits around us 24 seven. They're watching everything we do, but they don't necessarily care about what we do because they don't have to do it anymore. They don't sleep, eat, breathe. None of that stuff. They're not reading books. They're where they are. They just 
are in existence. They just mm. exist. They're watching That's us shave. Yeah, they watch us. I had this one. I wonder if they um, like my aftershave. <laughs> <clears throat> they well, the well. Here's the thing. There's this thing about the in the spirit world. Uh, people talk about smudging. Oh, I'm gonna burn this uh, thing of uh, some uh, some plants and stuff like that. And make negative energies go away. Well, no, that doesn't work because they're in a realm where they don't have. They don't have lungs. They're not, they don't smell, they don't breathe. So they can't smell this stuff. So the only thing you're doing when you're burning that stuff is setting off your fire alarms. That's it. That's but, what if happens to me. Yep. but if you're putting out the positive energy, putting out the good intent, that's what, that's what will make these negative ones go away because that's the only, it's like a, it's like two magnets. They can't hold the same space, positivity and negativity. Can't very good analogy. Very good analogy. Yeah. You know, one of the remote viewers, another one used to say it was Lynn Buchanan because I took a couple of his courses uh, in Alamogordo, New Mexico. I drove down there to take it. And he would say, like you're saying, some people believe that, you know, imagine you're surrounded by a shield of white light. He would say, that just brings them, you know, brings them closer. Now you're really lit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, you know, talking about people viewing you without permission, he said, yes. that's not what you do. It's more like what you're saying. You can't yeah. have two of the same energy frequencies in the same area without one of them overcoming the other and if you're more positive that energy fills the space in my view and yeah, yeah just, just like with get the negative effects from them unless it's something like the the, the energy that's inside of you which will we we refer to as our soul can only takes up this space there's no such thing as possession so another soul can't come in and possess you at the same time that your soul is in here but uh, yeah, there was this one woman who came to me one time and I saw, I was in my room. We keep it nice and dark so I can see everything because uh, my wife was a nurse. She slept on a day. So, and I saw this woman come in and she's sitting there and she's looking at me and then I hear her and she's, it's coming through telepathy because we all have originally have telepathy. And uh, so it comes through and she says, I'm sitting here on the beach and I can see it all. And uh and they're standing above me. I just got done eating my breakfast. I'm in. I'm in at the hotel. What happened? And I said, "You passed away." And then she said one word after that. She said, "Bathroom." And I was like, "Bathroom." And then the she went away. And then for the next two years, every morning when I took a shower, I could see her standing in front of me, watching mm -hmm. me take a shower. Mm -hmm. And her name. And she told me about a year into it, she told me her name was Jane. But then about after two years, she left. She crossed over. But she was there. I saw, I closed my eyes and there she is standing there watching me take a shower. She didn't really give a crap. But it was her way of still feeling as though she's part of this world, even though she's not part of this world anymore. She's in a different plane. Happens all yep. day long, man. <laughs> Every day. But I, But for me, I'm used to it. But for everyone else, we need people. I, I I do my best to explain it in that and in in the way that I see it and the way that I get it. But uh, the science part of it, I, I don't myself don't bother with the science part of it because as I know, the science we have here is only the science for this place. It ain't science. So that's why these these things that come into our dimensions and all that. It, it defies our science because our science science only has to do with Earth. It doesn't have to do with the rest of the the rest of the system. As, as in the same way, where I tell people about the <clears throat> how many times because I I know I'm told so my my own thoughts are no longer mine. I'm I'm only about fifteen percent me. The other eighty five percent is them. Everything that comes into my mind is them, and I just know it now because 
in the very beginning when this started for me, I was 95% me. And I, I would hear things once in a while. Now it's, it's just constant. I, it's my own thought process now, but it's them because they, I'll because something will come in my mind and I'll ask them a question about that thing. And they answer me. Yes. And then, or they just tell me something in my mind and I, I hear it. I can distinguish it. But, uh, but for everyone else, I mean, it's just, you know, they, they don't know what to make of it. But it's our condition. We've had yeah, this conditioning and it's condition. those of us involved in the subject matter. It's challenging. Yeah. This is not just a question of belief. There's data. There's a lot right. of data. Right. But it's a question to get science. Actual data. To look at it, you have to want to actually be curious. I once asked Russell Targ why some of these people that retest some of these RV results don't get the same results that he gets or Daryl Bem or other researchers. And right. he said to me, different. they don't want to. Right. So it, and that that type of negativity could affect a result, whether people involved, they could just feel unconsciously a negativity around getting a result that the professor doesn't want to get. We all, when we're in class, you want the professor's approval. I mean, you want a grade, right? You want a good yes. grade. That means, so there's a bias in accomplishment. Any, there's just a lot of bias. And this is why people wonder, well, how could sociology matter to this subject? I mean, you're not a physicist, right? It, it matters because our beliefs shape the types of reality that we see. Our beliefs are, we know beliefs matter because your beliefs are different from someone in Canada or Mexico. It's based on where we grew up. Yeah. It's not that they're right or wrong. They're just different. And it affects our belief about what is real. And from a very young age, we've been told that these are spooky weird subjects. Yeah. Yeah, I was brought that up are Catholic, fiction. So I was told these were demons and devils and stuff. Demons and devils and uh, Yeah, no, there's no such thing. <laughs> there is a Lucifer, but he's not a, he's not the the devil. He's just a, an angel with a bad rap. So, in order to have control and power over people, you have to have a bad guy. You have to have a warden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that makes sense, but yeah. Because when you see what I see every day, yeah. When you get when you get told everything that I get told every single day, all day long, then you know a, a lot of it. Uh, this is this is how they keep us under control. They scare us. They this, you want you want to hear from the scientist because you know he's he's experienced things or read all the books. Just like in the same way, you want to hear from a doctor. You know who who do you want as a doctor? You want the doctor who's going to tell you a bunch of medical jargon, or is he going to guy, be the guy who's going to tell you the truth and who tells you? I don't know where this comes from, and we don't know why, but we're going to keep on it until we figure it out. Until we figure it out. Well yeah. said. On that note, Daniel, I think that's a good place for us. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed the conversation because uh, I like Thank talking. To, I like talking to experts because. Uh, no, and thanks for some of your ideas, and I think we I think we covered a lot of ground. I think it was a very interesting discussion, yeah. and I think. Uh, I think we kind of, as we, as I heard a German saying once, du hast der Schwerpunkt gefunden, which is you found the main point. And yes. I would say that to you. I think you pretty much nailed it here. It's that. Uh, well, it's not my doing. Well, our conversation. What's your doing, man. <laughs> conversation, you know, is yeah. that. Yeah, I couldn't have this conversation without Different you ecosystems here. and dark matter realities, dark matter particles, mirror 
worlds, I'm just using the scientific terms, mirror universes, going back 100 years to Paul Dirac, yeah, almost 100. Those experiences too. Yes, yeah, time travel. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's things that, that belong in these ecosystems that we're not used to. And um, yeah. that doesn't mean that they don't exist. It just, just takes a little more sensitivity to. Yeah, yeah. And like we talked about, it's just because of the conditioning, because of the brainwashing, because yeah. of we're told That's what they what want us to with. know and not what's actually going on. Well, thank you. Tell my uh, tell my audience where they can get a hold of you. Sure. Where can they find you? Where go can they go find to my you? blog, newcrystalmind.com. Newcrystalmind.com. You can get you can get signed copies of my books. Awesome. Black Swan goes. This is different books I've written: UFO witnesses, crop circles, and RV. Even how to get in tune with the planet, planetary intelligence. I'm very <laughs> proud of my four books I've written so far. I feel doing this it's not like this feeling of accomplishment as much as it is i created the message that i feel like i was here to create yeah yeah and, and i did same it. thing with my book I'm, I'm it's information that people don't have that they want to know and you and have it and you did your it. job on yes. earth yes absolutely i felt like I, i've done my job on earth i plan yeah, to stick around yeah. a lot longer but i feel like well, uh, i'm looking at the size of those books especially the uh, especially the largest one i mean yeah Dark yes, look at the size them. ratio. It's a five. It's a golden. It's a five ratio. That took a long time to write, so that wasn't no easy task, right there. Yes, this is what I've done with my life. I'm also a musician. You can look me up on any of the music streaming what services. What do you play? Uh, what I what am instrument. I'm a guitarist. Are you? I used to be. A when I'm not writing and lecturing, I like to. I like a. Yeah, I can see you're pretty good. I, yeah, I used to play drums for like twenty something years until there you go. Took a ride. I'm losing muscle mass in my hands, so I can't play anymore. But uh... Uh, Daniel, I work at this every day just for that reason. I've heard of musicians starting to lose not just a muscle mass or arthritis. People in their brains lose the ability to hear the notes. Yes, I heard this recently of Bill Bruford, <clears throat> the drummer of Yes. Oh, Bill Bruford. Yeah, yeah, from. Uh... Yeah, yes. from Fragile, uh, yeah. Close to the Edge, and all many Yes albums until Alan White took over a yeah. little later. Oh, I was pretty good too. I like him. Yeah, and Bill Bruford said that he lost the ability to hear music the way he heard it. It was hard, and he switched to academics. I think he got a degree in English. He loved literature now. Bill Bruford, the guy yeah. that we knew. Oh, him. yeah, I, I met him. I, 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 uh, I went to a modern drummer festival in New York one time. I got my picture taken with him. Nice guy. Yeah. And I've met Alan White, who passed away, unfortunately, a couple of weeks ago from, yes, he was a great guy, too. Um, I met so Ian the Pace thing is, from, uh, from um, I met Ian Pace from uh, Deep Purple. From where? Deep Purple. I met Ian Pace from right. Deep Purple. Yeah. When did he pass on? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I think he's still here, but I, took, I have my picture taken with him. I oh, yeah. Him. Right. So the thing about doing anything is keep doing it and keep because yes. of the brain wiring. I teach this in my human fusion training course. It's a, by the way, I also do RV training for people, resonant viewing. 
And occasionally I do a course, an eight week course called human fusion, where we train ourselves to become good at something. And part of it is, is daily practice to right. keep everything. You can keep getting better at music forever. If, because it goes with that saying, use it or lose it. Right, right. So I'm a big believer in doing, not just becoming too specialized in one thing. I love my books. It's where, where can they find the books? Where oh, are they? So go, oh, thank you again. Newcrystalmind.com. My blog has links and there's a pinned post at the top to get a signed copy, which I'd be happy to send you. Do they also, uh, can you Amazon. Also, Amazon, yeah, Amazon. You can get now. them on Amazon. Uh, it's probably faster to get them on Amazon, but you won't get them signed. Right, Amazon do does a good thing. job of print on demand. Listen, yeah. whatever we think of Amazon, I can be critical of them too sometimes, but they do do a good job of book delivery for print on demand. Yeah. For authors like me, you order it, they print it on the fly. It, you can see the out. quality of these print on demand. It's not bad. It's not bad. And there's a color version of this book no, now yeah. in color. So you, the photos are in color. It's a hardback version. I'm afraid it's a little pricey from the printing. I can't control that. Yeah, but you can I know. See yeah. Pictures in color. Um, so anyway, that's how to find my books. Feel free to... I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, look up my name on YouTube, Twitter. You can communicate with me that way. I'm, I'm always I'll interested in hearing people's stories and sharing. This is, folks, this is how we learn is we grow together by sharing, yes. opening up, and I'm happy to interact with people. If so we thank weren't you. meant to share, why is there seven and a half billion of us? There you go. <laughs> thank you very much, Daniel. Yep. Be, well, as I always tell everyone, I uh, hope everybody has a great day and uh, is there any last word you would like to tell my uh, my people? Yes, go into the unknown every day. Make a point of studying these subjects, having your own experiences, you know, whatever methodology is <clears throat> exciting to you. I love playing guitar. It's a way to explore new, you know, musical ideas. You don't know puts what, as a music, face. you don't know what you're going to come up with. Yeah, puts a smile on your face as well when you were playing. I see a fun. It's uh, yeah. So yeah, makes you feel good. Yeah. Uh, just keep exploring. Don't 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 give up. You know, we're yeah. making progress. Just let's keep moving forward. Whatever your methodology is, yes. whatever subject, just keep looking into it. You're gonna find gold eventually because yeah. it's what the universe is made of. Is the sub of these phenomena, and it's just part of who we are. It's not spooky necessarily no, it's not. or scary. It's just different. Yeah, it's a little different. Then yeah, we were brought you, up as we were saying that, in the interview, but keep keep at it and we'll all learn something together. That's what, what what people are people what people don't understand, they are afraid of, and that's why they think it's spooky. But we've been taught it's spooky. But once if they try to figure it out for themselves, they'll find out it's not as spooky. Yes, yes. Yeah, and as I always tell everybody, everybody out there listening, uh, be good and um, don't do any stupid shit. Okay. We'll <laughs> see you next time. Bye bye. Take care for now. Bye bye. This was Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson with Dr. Simeon Hine in the conclusion of Mirror Matter, Cryptids, and Other Realities. For more information about Dr. Hine, visit his website at www.mountbaldy.com. Other details about him and his institute and books are in the description. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson.